Welcome to Voices of the Walk, Pass for All's everyday walking podcast. Our mission is to get Scotland walking, everyone, everywhere and every day. In this podcast series, we'll be hearing from a variety of Scotland's walking champions who are helping make our vision a reality. I'm Carl Greenwood, Senior Development Officer here at Paths for All, and today I'll be speaking to Mary Allison, who's currently undertaking a PhD at the University of Edinburgh, investigating the benefits of walking in the workplace. So Mary, welcome to Voices of the Walk. Um, and before we dive in to discuss your research, I just wondered if you'd be able to tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, so um, as you mentioned, Carl, I'm a full-time PhD student at the University of Edinburgh and I work in the Physical Activity for Health Research Centre. Um, and I've done a lot of things before I became a full-time student. Um, I worked in the NHS for about 10 years and that was probably the place where I felt very much at home working on uh, initially on physical activity and health. Uh, but latterly in the NHS, I was working across all different areas of health improvement from mental health and well-being, suicide prevention to things like immunisation and uh, screening. So... Um, a wide background in public health policy and delivery and research. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your PhD and how that's come about? I I was really looking for an opportunity to study something really in depth um, and over a long period of time because like many people I found jobs that are about juggling a hundred things at once um, and I was just at the stage in my life where I was able to take a bit of time out and look at something in great detail. Um, I'm particularly interested in um, the quality of life for adults. Um, I think a lot of people look at children's quality of life or older people's quality of life and I think that's really important but I was really interested in the many, many people who are out there bringing up children, going to work, um, doing all those things, juggling a million things at once, and how they manage to find space in their life to do things that add quality to their life. So when I saw the opportunity, um, one of a partnership with Pass for All, that meant for me that it was going to be a very applied piece of work, which was important. Um, it was jointly in a physical activity research centre, but also in the public health, um, the Scottish collaboration for uh, public health research and practice and they're two really world leading research centres so for me it was like the chance to do something that was applied but also academically really um, in one of the best places you could possibly do that kind of work. Can you tell us a little bit about what your PhD is actually looking at? I'm looking at an evaluation of the step count challenge Um, And when I say an evaluation, I'm not trying to judge does it work or not. I'm trying to explain how it works. Because quite often when we do evaluation, we try to say this is a good thing and this thing's not a good thing. But I'm actually trying to say there is something that works for everybody in every programme. And can we understand why that works and how it works and who it works for? So I'm really dissecting the Step Count Challenge, which is a workplace walking programme, and trying to find out who it works for and why it works for them and what is it about it that works really well. I suppose this would be a good point just to maybe um, describe how the the Step Count Challenge actually works and what it is. Mm. So the Step Count Challenge is, as I've said, a workplace walking challenge. 
And uh, you sign up in teams of five. It is a challenge, but it's a fun, it's intended to be a fun and friendly competition. And we can come on and talk about that because the word competition uh, is an interesting one. But it is intended to be fun and friendly and supportive. So people sign up uh, with their colleagues in teams of five. And in the first week of the challenge, you just walk normally as you would. And that's your baseline measure. <clears throat> and that gives you an idea of how, how many steps you take in a week. And the goal of the challenge is to gradually increase the number of steps you take over, if you do the spring challenge, it's an eight-week challenge, or if you do the autumn challenge, it's a four-week challenge. And so you gently stretch yourself from week to week, trying to increase the amount of steps you do. It's all managed online, so you can see your steps, you can see your colleagues' steps, and you can see the amount of steps that your team does or your workplace does compared to other workplaces. Why, why does it matter, I guess, for, um, for employers to have physically active staff? Well, physical activity is so important in our lives um, for all sorts of reasons. Um, physiologically, you know, in terms of, you know, how our heart works, our lungs work, how our bones and joints work, how our brain works, all of them require us to move. And so if we don't move... And then, you know, we get sick, basically. Um, And that's not great for employers, but it's also not great for us. Um, It's also for our mental health. It has a huge hormonal effect on us. It has a big emotional effect on us. So it's really important for our mental health that we move regularly. And again, things like stress, anxiety, uh, lack of sleep, all of these things can be helped by being regularly physically active. In an employment context, though, there's also the issue of just a healthy workplace in relation to the economy. So whilst it's really important for individuals um, and their their families and their own well-being, it's equally important for businesses and the economy to, to have a healthy workforce because a healthier workforce is a more productive workforce. And with your PhD, can you go into a little bit more detail about where you're at at the moment? Yeah, so I've been um, working on the Step Count Challenge for a year and a half now almost. Um, And it's hard to imagine working on one project for that amount of time. But what I've been doing is I spent the first period of time really trying to understand the Step Count Challenge thoroughly from the perspective of Pass for All, from the perspective of uh, the workplaces that are involved, uh, from the perspective of some of the participants. So I spent a long time uh, reading material that's been generated over the the last eight years of the challenge which was a lot of material Um, and then I started reading about other challenges that um, are like the step count challenge uh, that have been researched or evaluated from all over the world Um, so the first stage was really to map out what the step count challenge does in theory um, and what Pass for All know about the step count challenge already from previous research And then I've been um, comparing that with research that has been done on all different kinds of programmes from around the world. And that's been a big review of literature. And I'm at the point now of writing all of that up. And in the spring uh, through to the autumn this year, I'll then be going out and asking people how that relates to what they know about the challenge as participants and workplaces that have taken part. 
what are the theories then that you've been um, sort of I suppose, <clears throat> discovering going yeah. through all of that data? Yeah, broadly speaking, there are people who who get involved in the challenge right at the very beginning because they feel not as healthy as they'd like to feel. Um, so there's a kind of health pathway. There's people who want to lose weight, who want to get a bit fitter, who want to get a bit more active and who know that they will feel better if they do that. So that's one strand I've been looking at. And that's all about our beliefs about our health and our beliefs about what will help us to um, improve our health. And often we will seek out things, whether it's, you know, a weight loss club or a walking challenge or a cycling challenge. We will look for things that we believe will help us to become more of the person we want to be. Um, And sometimes it's more of the ideal we think we can be or the thing we think we ought to be. But either way, we'll start to find things. And a lot of people find themselves in the step count challenge for that reason. Some people find themselves in the step count challenge because um, a colleague tapped him on the shoulder and went, will you be in the team? Um, and there's a bit of peer pressure. So there's a bit of, oh, I don't want to let people down. Uh, I feel I really should do this for the sake of my colleagues. And actually, one of the things I've been finding is that that gentle peer pressure done in with good intent and in the spirit of teamwork can be really helpful for getting people involved in something that they might not otherwise have got involved in. And often that does create a a great sense of teamwork in a a workplace. And and I've been finding both in the data I've got about um, the step count challenge, but also data I've got from other challenges, that people start to um, make bridges and bond with people uh, that they didn't know before so sometimes people work in large organizations and they don't you know they pass people in the stairs or get into lifts with people and they they smile at them regularly but they don't know their name they don't know what they do they don't know what the connection is in their workplace and challenges like this can often bring people together to learn because they often go out for a walk together um, and they might start to learn a little bit more about what they do. And that has that's one of the things that we've been discovering has quite a spillover for businesses in the long term is that people can become more productive because they find solutions through working with other people that they think can help them. Other strands are... Um, People who are in work and are particularly maybe stressed about their work or stressed in the environment that they work in or are stressed outside of work because of maybe things like caregiving. And they find when their business signs up to the challenge, it gives them a signal that it's okay to take a little break during the day and go out and get some fresh air, walk around a park, walk along a canal you know, walk around the grounds of a building. Um, And really that stress reduction aspect is really important to them in terms of maintaining their well-being uh, in in work, but also more broadly, you know, managing long-term stress and, and preventing it from becoming chronic fatigue which can become, you know, stress-related sick leave uh, if if it's not addressed. So that's been a really important um, strand as well. That tends to work quite well for people who actually find space in the challenge to go out and work on their own goal within the context of a team. 
Um, <clears throat> other people can be quite competitive in the challenge. There's a strand around that. Um, and often that is about people who are already quite active, feel very competent about physical activity, but sometimes are just looking for something to kind of spark their interest. They're looking for a goal. Um, and the step count challenge can definitely be a goal for people like that. Um, it can really spur them on to do even more than they currently do. And and often that's about keeping them in, keeping them active in life at times when they might just get a bit bored with the options that are available to them. So yeah, all sorts of you know benefits from getting a little bit of me time to be alone, getting a bit of time to work with colleagues, getting a bit of time to deal with your health, whether it's your physical health or your mental health, um, and everything from complete novices who need a little nudge from their colleagues to maybe get the confidence to start, to people who actually are quite active but really welcome the opportunity to do something different for a couple of months. As goal setting, is that something that's come out through the research as being helpful for people in terms of you know the, yeah. the kind of motivational aspect of yep. you know setting a goal having something to focus on over the, the eight weeks or the duration of the challenge yes um goal settings a really important part of our psychology um having a timeline when you start things is it can be a you know i'm getting ready to prepare for this so you do a bit of mental preparation you might do some actual preparation you might you know some people will say oh i got myself some training shoes or i thought about my footwear or I bought myself a waterproof or um, I got my app on a phone or a pedometer so there's a lot of preparation starts happening towards a goal and then when that goal is appropriately and gently stretching then that can become quite motivational because you start to achieve your goal and that gives you a real sense of um, becoming more confident and competent at, at your ability to meet goals and for some people that's, that can be um, incredibly motivational if their health's maybe been a bit poorer um, and they realise they can do something they didn't think they could do. Um, and that becomes a real platform of confidence to do even more. Something else you mentioned was just around kind of um, the challenge and helping people to manage stress. Yeah. And I just wondered if there's, you know, if there's a link there between you know, the physical activity and also the accessing maybe some green space. So you know, going for a yeah. some walk around a local park or... Yeah. You know, even just yeah. around a, a bit of green space in your industrial park. Yeah, yeah, that's been a fascinating part of the work that I've done so far, because um, it, it does feel like you know you could go out and have ten minutes of mindfulness in a green space, and that would be amazing. You could go out and have ten minutes brisk walking in an industrial estate, and that would be amazing. One of them would give you a bit of headspace, one of them would give you a bit of physical activity. But when you put two of those things together, it does seem that you really get the perfect um, mix of um, moving around, but also moving around in an environment which is um, mentally uh, very easy to be in. Uh, so we don't tend to think about work when we are in natural environments where we hear birdsong rather than phones um, and when we see, you know, the weather rather than, you know, walls. <laughs> so those things, uh, we, we get our physical movement, but we also get that uh, lifting of our mood um, 
people talk about things all the time like it blew the cobwebs away it cleared my head it was a breath of fresh air so being able to move around in a natural green environment even if it's a small natural green environment like you know a park um, a walkway that has some trees a garden these are all really important things for our mental and physical health and going through all of the data has there been any surprises has anything kind of um, I think the surprise has been how much there is in there um, and how many things people can get out of a challenge like this. Uh, you would think it was, you know, a, a challenge that's eight weeks in the spring or four weeks in the autumn. You work with five or so colleagues. But actually, when you get right inside that, the the real depth that something like that can add to a quality of life is quite incredible. Um, and I've been getting into things that I think are quite interesting around businesses can sign up for things like this, but staff know, really intuitively know, when their business is really authentically signed up to it <laughs> um, and when they really genuinely feel that their workplace want their staff to be involved in these things for all the right reasons so um, I guess some of the negatives signing up can be to tick a box to say we're doing something for staff but staff know when things are real and when they are about presentational issues for an, a, a company um, and that's been interesting to get into because the leadership around these things is really important. And bosses or leaders in organisations, team leaders, they don't need to sign up and do the challenge, but staff need to know that they are 100% behind their um, their ability to, to do the challenge in their workplace. I, mean, I suppose that's something that we've noticed, you know, delivering the challenge over the past um, eight years now, mm -hmm. is that, you know, in some workplaces it will be um, just an individual team of colleagues that sign up. Yeah. And for other yeah. workplaces, it'll be fully endorsed by yeah. you know their senior management, yeah. and it'll be yeah. uh, promoted throughout the organisation. Yeah. Is there a difference there? Do you think in how you know um, a workplace mm. signs up? Do you know I haven't talked to some workplace coordinators and read quite a lot about it. I think both of those things can work well. The really important thing is that staff feel genuinely feel they have permission to take at least a fifteen minute break and go out of the building um, that they work in and go off with a few colleagues for a walk. It's that sense of having permission um, and the sense that you will not be judged <laughs> for doing that that's really important. And if that's one team or a whole business, it doesn't really matter as long as everybody that's doing the challenge feels quite literally empowered to do it in the way that works for them and that actually to recognise they're doing it in part for their workplace because they will come back from a walk and be a more productive employee. And something else you mentioned just briefly earlier was around kind of um, people enjoying benefits of physical activity in their own time as well. Is that something yeah. that's come out through... Uh, through the data as opposed to the impact on other friends or family? Or... Yeah, yeah, it has. Um, and um, one of the things that um, has come through is that particularly people whose time is very tight at work and at home, often they have a sense of guilt if they take time out to do something for themselves. 
Um, and parents, there's a lot of literature on parents um, and how parents, um, men and women, feel uh, guilty about taking time out from their children. And so sometimes these kind of opportunities can come along like the step count challenge. And one of the ways that some people have managed to get the challenge to work for them is to recognise that maybe they can involve their partner, their family, um, the people that they need to spend time with from a caregiving perspective, can they involve them in this activity? And that could be actually parents, it could be other relatives, it could be children. But yeah, there's there's been some lovely stories of people, um, I guess, learning that their children quite enjoy a family walk. How have you found it moving away from sort of working very much in a sort of, you know, um, you know, within organisations at practice level? How's it kind of been stepping back to work in this research role? Yeah, that's been interesting. And, and sometimes when I get completely buried in articles that are um, really academically fascinating, <laughs> I do bring my head up occasionally and go, yeah, but how relevant is that to people who have to make this work in practice? Um, and I think having done both academic jobs and practice-based jobs, I think I'm probably walking a middle path of... I think there's a lot more room in practice to bring really great theory to bear because I think great theory is really just great ideas about how things could work from a theoretical perspective. So I think that gives us a lot more imagination in practice. Um, It also gives us a lot more of a structure or a scaffold to judge how well we're doing in practice because if we think that's how something should work then gathering data to tell us does it actually work like that is really good um and and yeah without sucking up to pass for all too much um it's been it's just been such a joy to work with an organization that are genuinely open to having those theoretical ideas brought into their workplace and from that theoretical kind of standpoint, do you think there's core components for walking challenges like this? Is it is core things that they have to include? Yeah, absolutely. I am finding that, you know, whether it's a workplace walking challenge or an active commuting challenge or, uh, you know, I've looked at some things like workplace sports day challenges. Um, there were a few of them came around the time of the Olympics. Um, there was, uh, yeah, some interesting learning. And they all have very similar things, which is if you are going to work in a team with other people, you need to appreciate the diversity of confidence to be active in that team. Um, And that doesn't matter whether it's sports or uh, walking or cycling or commuting. Uh, People have got different things going on in their lives, which make that more or less of a challenge. They've got different things going on in their body, which makes that more or less of a challenge. Um, And it's that it's getting the best things out of teamwork which is about being supportive being encouraging um being willing to be competitive because most of us actually are slightly competitive but doing it in a way which is fun and and where are you planning to take your research next you've been through the sort of data collection Mm. part of the project i think you're about halfway through now yeah yeah 
Yeah. So what, what's the next steps then? So the next steps are to um, show all my workings like you did at school, uh, but I'm going to show them to people who are involved in the challenge um, and we're going to sit down together, sometimes as individuals, um, sometimes as workplaces and some of it a more open forum uh, and we're going to look at the 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 kind of equations I've come up with, which is in this kind of context... These are the sorts of things that generate change and these are the kind of changes that they generate. And we're going to sit and look at those and I'm I'm keen that people help me to either reject some of those models um, in the terms that nobody recognises them as real for them or that they confirm them and say, yeah, that's absolutely how it was or that they refine them and say, well, sort of it works, but it works more like this than that. So it's really about helping to really refine uh, by working together. Uh, so it's very much a partnership phase. Are you starting to think about what's next after the PhD or are you not quite at that point yet? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I wasn't at that point for a long time, but now a year and a half out, I'm beginning to think about, you know, what do I want to do next? Um, and and I don't know the answer to that yet. I'm still trying to enjoy the journey of the PhD a bit longer. Um, I find it hard to think about being in an academic environment full time because I quite enjoy getting my hands onto real projects in, um, in, in delivery. So I don't really know yet. I'll just wait and see. And my final question is just a general mm, question about yeah. where's your favourite place to walk? Uh, my goodness. So I have, oh, I mean, like anybody, you know, living in Scotland, there's just so many opportunities and, you know, the big mountains, the Coolins and Torridon, and they're incredible and they're, you know, they're just so moving and amazing environments to be in. But Actually, my doorstep walks that I do every day, most days with my dog, um, the Bathgate Hills exists <laughs> um, and it's beautiful. I've walked all through the winter with my dog up on Cairn Papel in Cockleroy and views all over the Ocals, all across to the Pentlands. Um, it's been stunning and yeah, so I enjoy a good local walk in the small forests and the wee hills than just watching the seasons change from week to week, month to month. Um, yeah, it's been fabulous. Mary, thank you so much for your time and telling us about your, your work and your PhD. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity.